0: Chris Merrill, Joe
1: Hyzinga.
0: It's the Chris and Joe Show. Afternoons 2 to 4 on KTAR News. All right, I'm Chris Merrill. He's Joe Hyzinga. Excited to be able to follow up on the topic we covered yesterday, and that is what's going on with this cover-up in the Gilbert Goons case. Uh, more dogged reporting by Robert Englund and uh, Elena Santa Cruz. And we're hearing about a witness, um, and what we're learning is kind of what we suspected, that the people involved are scared and have been acting irrationally to hide their involvement. Uh, An alleged cover-up by the name and make sure i get this right joe travis renner mhm that's his wife is the one who had the fitness shop where they split ties with her because of all the rumors that were swirling right her name was becky yep and so travis and becky's house was also raided back in november mm-hmm. and he was arrested on drug charges he was the oldest son or the uh, One of his adult, of his adult kids. kids, I think there's more kids involved, but one of the adult kids also were arrested on drug charges and had ties to the Gilbert Goons. Correct. And then his business partner may have worked with Renner to protect another son who seems to be tied to the Preston Lord murder case. This is a young man who was beaten to death at a party in Queen Creek around Halloween of last year, a little and, before Halloween.
1: And that business partner's name, Adam Kiefer.
0: Kiefer. So I, I made mention of the reporting that has really led the conversation in the Valley, and we are so honored to be joined again by Robert Englund, who's uh, in studio with us. Robert, love having you here, first of all. Thanks uh, for having me. Yeah. How in the world did you come across... This whistleblower, this Ashley Reynolds, who is the, the, was the executive assistant to Kiefer and Renner. How did you, how did her name end up on your radar to even talk to her? Well, I guess we have to start with a February
2: sixth email um, from, from Adam Kiefer. Okay, Adam Kiefer, Solicited me, believe it or not, to investigate Ashley Reynolds, his former executive assistant, who he described as a professional con artist.
0: Now I get the I get a lot of emails like that every day, right? Yeah, and, yeah, we and, do too. We, yeah, like hey, you should look into my husband's ex-wife who's doing that horrible things or something like that, right? You get that? But at the bottom of
2: his email is a is the name of his company, Relentless, which triggers an alarm in my head because I know that's Travis Renner's company, and I've been writing about the Renner's in relation to the Preston Lord murder case and the Gilbert Goon beatings, but Mr. Kiefer doesn't say anything about Travis Renner or the Lord case in his email. He simply wants me to investigate Ashley Reynolds, huh. which makes me, yeah, I said, huh, huh. Hmm.
0: and so I endeavor to find Ashley Reynolds. It's, certainly, you went, okay, this guy says he's from Relentless. I got to double check and make sure. Yeah, okay, this is the name that is the partner of the Renders. This is the guy. So now I gotta find out who this Reynolds woman is. And at the same time, her name was coming up from the other contacts in the
2: Valley. Her name started percolating up from TikTok videos, I guess, and, and other things that she had been talking about. And what I heard was through, through other sources that, that she had worked with the renters and Mr. Kiefer, and she had a story to tell. So I went and tried to find her. All right. And when I found her, um, we reached out to her. She wasn't looking for me. She didn't reach out to us in any way, shape, or form. But I, I contacted her, arranged an interview, arranged another interview, went to her house, um, finally convinced her that, that we she could tell this story
0: on the record. Had it not been for that email that was saying, hey, you should look into my former executive assistant who was defrauding my company, would you have eventually come around to looking for her? Was she on your list of people I should contact? Or did this really just all of a sudden, now this is a name I know?
2: It was not on my radar. I I suspect I would have eventually come to it. Yeah. But I gotta say, I've been doing this 30 years. Yeah. I've never had anyone try to co-opt me like that. This is, and, and to hear Ashley Reynolds say it, this is part of a campaign to silence her.
0: They don't want her talking about what she knows. But Did you talk to your bosses before you went out there? I mean, you got this email, and, and we all have somebody we answer to. Did you just say, I'm going to follow up on this, or did you go to the boss's room and go, you're not going to believe this? It was kind of a combination of both. There was okay. a lot of disbelief. I mean, but, especially
2: when we were putting it together, once having talked to Ashley, then going back to the email and reading
1: it and going, holy Holy moly! Yeah, what were those conversations early on like with Ashley? You mentioned that there was an initial interview, then another one. How did she look at you? Because she's obviously got a a non disclosure agreement that she signed with this company, with that Renner and Kiefer you know oversee that they're taking care of. She works for them, single mom, five kids. How did? What was the process like of of getting to know her? Well, the.
2: I um, talked to her on the phone um, on an evening, I believe it was on Valentine's Day night. Mm-hmm. Um, I was in a, I was, I'd, I'd been teaching and I, I called her from the classroom. Um, and and we, we struck up a conversation that lasted about an hour and then I arranged to meet her a couple of days later and then again and again and again. But you asked me what my sense of her was, if I had to sum it up in a
0: word, I'd say scared. Um, hmm. Interesting. So, okay, let me reset. Robert Anglin is joining us right now. He's uh, one of the reporters. He and Ellen of Santa Cruz have been following the Gilbert Goons. They're the ones that connected the dots on the different assaults and uh, team violence in the East Valley and brought it to the attention of the police who had not really connected the dots yet. Um, now they find this alleged whistleblower. Who says that this guy who's already been on your radar because uh, his one son, the adult son is kind of known as being goon related. The father, uh, uh, his house was raided. Uh, the mother lost ties with her franchise uh, group that was running her gym. So they've been on the radar before. And now all of a sudden we've got this person that that is connected to the business Um who is saying there was stuff going on behind the scenes? So when it when it comes to what's happening behind the scenes, Ashley Reynolds tells you, "Listen, it started what the day after the the Preston Lord uh, sh-
2: beating, shortly after the beating, the night of the beating, Um, she she, the, she says the cover up began, and and it was and this
0: before he had even died, right? I mean, he he was in the hospital for a little while. That's what she says. Oh my goodness." Uh, and uh, I, I'm assuming you, ta- you, know, you talked about this we yesterday. Did. We did. But yeah.
2: you know, the 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 her her tale is they they start took steps to get the kid out of town. They didn't want people to see. The injuries on his hand. They moved him to Sholo. They began taking steps to protect business adra- interests by removing, divesting, Renter's, um, renter from the business for businesses. And um, Ashley Reynolds said she was privy to
0: all of it, sometimes directly, sometimes indirectly. So my question here is because you followed up with a couple of different sources here. One was the the Queen Creek Police. Right? You talked with them. And did they verify her story at all? Did they validate what she had to say? Well, I think part and parcel to being able to tell this story was to corroborate what she said. Yeah.
2: So what do we do? We have this version of events. I don't know if she's telling the truth or not. She's believable. Um, and and I and I took some steps to ensure that. But so but one of we thought okay, we'll take this to the Queen Creek Police. They're investigating the homicide. They're responsible for it. Can you tell us? If you've talked to her, she says you have. The police chief confirmed that, yes, she had talked to detectives, that she reached out to detectives and they interviewed her. So, okay, you interviewed her. Here's the story she's telling us. What can you say about it? And the the chief agreed that her story corroborated information they already had he said it did not contradict information it corroborated it and that was on the record
1: and that was the first time you'd really heard anything like that too right yeah, it's, from the police it is the first is isn't, isn't it is the first account
2: that police have acknowledged uh, any version even a sliver of a version about what happened on the night of that attack and for them to say it was it, her version corroborated information they already had was the first time I'd heard that all right
0: very compelling. Uh, Robert Sittite, Robert England, one of the uh, authors of the entire Gilbert Goon saga with the Arizona Republic. He and Ellen of Santa Cruz, who's still on assignment today and uh, and unable to join us today. I, I want to follow up in just a few moments because it sounds to me like after talking with them, you believe what she has to say. And, and Robert's going to answer more about what happened with, with uh, this Ashley Reynolds, this whistleblower in the East Valley. But... Are there reasons not to believe what she has to say? I, I, you know what? We're going to play devil's advocate on this in just a moment, and you'll find out next. Chris and Joe Show, KTAR News. It's the it's the Chris and
1: Joe.
0: Show. In the studio with us right now is Robert England. Uh, Robert is the author of so many of the stories of, I say author, but really, the author feels like you're telling a tale. He's, he, he and Eleanor Santa Cruz have been reporting. They're the reporters on the cases involving the Gilbert Goons. What we're discussing now is a story that broke yesterday, and it has to do with a whistleblower uh, whose boss uh, is Travis Renner, one of her bosses, Travis Renner, his partner, Adam Kiefer. Renner is a name you may recognize if you've been following the Goon case because his family has been closely associated with this. In fact, there was a search warrant executed at his home. He was arrested on drug charges. His older son, an adult son, uh, was also arrested on drug charges and for other ties to... uh, uh, the Gilbert Goon's cases, mm-hmm. but when it comes to the Preston Lord murder, I'm gonna, can I say murder, homicide, anyway? homicide Whatever.
1: investigation. Yeah. So
0: it sounds like it was another son, an underage son, that was associated with that
1: who Renner was trying to you know protect mm-hmm. and you know. Keep out of the police's, you know, spotlight, if you will. So
0: this whistleblower—that's a good way of saying it. the way that this whistleblower uh, puts it, it, Robert. Tell me if I've got this right. The way that she says Ashley Reynolds is that uh, these guys immediately after this went down started to try to separate Travis from the business to protect the business. Started trying to figure out how to get uh, their son to how to get the, the runner's son to a cabin in Sholo, so his hand could heal from injuries he sustained. During that beating, it wasn't even a fight. Fighting indicates there's two ways. This was, this was a beating, um, and that she would not have been on your radar had the other business partner here, Kiefer, not reached out to you and said, "Hey, she stole money from us," like just out of the blue, which seems really peculiar. You sort of touched on this before we check on our headlines here, uh, Robert, and that is. <laughs> Do you believe her? Uh, and I know you can't verify all of these facts, but it sounds like when you talk to the Queen Creek police, they didn't exactly contradict anything she had to say
2: no and i'm a I'm an extraordinarily cynical about people i i don't i I don't believe much you know the old adage, if your mother says she loves you, check it out.
0: And, <laughs> That's a reporter right there yeah but
2: um so so do I believe her on the face? What I can say is I interviewed her, I tested some of her information, and then I took it to authorities who would be in a position to know one way or the other whether what she told us was true. And they said they they could corroborate that some of what she told them corroborates yeah. information they already developed. And it did not, more importantly, did not contradict what they already had developed in their investigation. Now, Ashley also goes a lot further. She mm-hmm. says that they began plotting to pin the killing on another kid who happens to share the same name as Renner's son. Same first name.
0: Which was meant to try to
2: confuse that's the deta- what, That's what she says. That it was The plot was to confuse authorities about who did what to whom on the night of the attack.
0: Listen, we have been judgmental on some of the uh, police investigations going on, especially in Gilbert. Now, this is the Queen Creek Police. This is Queen Creek right. Police. But we've been judgmental about some... I don't think at any point we would have thought that they would be confused by someone with two, with similar first names. With the
1: volume of videos that we've heard, were out <laughs> there as well. It's like okay, you know, you can Somebody tell the said difference Chris between did it.
0: oh, was it Ch Chris or Kr Chris? We don't know. Yeah, right? I mean,
1: they've seemingly prided themselves on taking video out there it doesn't matter if you're chris or kris when you've got a video that distinguishes the one who's (laughs) i'll just say you know five eight from the one who's six feet tall or the one who's (laughs) white versus black a little chubbier than the other
0: or wearing the blue shirt versus the black shirt yeah did did you get the sense that they were thrown off did did the plot work no, okay. I, I didn't. And, <laughs> okay, and I, I, sure. I, I
2: want to point out too: there have been um, th- there's just this huge bubble of community concern around the the murder case, the the killing of, of, of Preston right. Lord, and P- and mothers, students, parents, activists have been pointing the Lord or pointing the finger at this at Renner's younger son, mm-hmm. who we won't name because he's a juvenile, um, f- since almost the beginning. Um, So there has been this sense that this child was involved. I've never and I want to be up front. I've never seen a, a video of him attacking anyone. I'm not sure that exists. But the finger of blame has
0: been pointed at this this teenager since virtually the beginning Robert Englund, the reporter on the Gilbert Goon's case, is joining us now. The The other boss here involved, uh, Adam Kiefer. This is the partner of Travis Renner. Travis Renner is the father of the young man who we uh, allegedly was involved in the murder of uh, Preston Lord. Ashley Reynolds, the executive assistant to both Renner and Kiefer. Do I have that correct? She, she was hired by Kiefer and reported to Kiefer, but... He works for, for Renner. They're both
1: together. The always. sense I always got uh, on this story, Robert, and you know, correct Chris and I if we're wrong, but it's Renner seemed to be more of the money slash investor who was on top of all this. Kiefer seemed to be more of the frontward facing. If you interacted with one of these companies, you'd probably interact with Adam Kiefer.
0: That's correct. That's exactly what she says. Okay. So that said, have you spoken with Kiefer? He sent you the initial email. You go and talk with her. Her story is a whole lot different than him, who's alleging financial fraud. I don't know if that was embezzlement or something of the sort. I'm assuming it's part and parcel. Has, have you had a chance to talk with him? Well, it's funny you should ask that. Yeah. Um, not only did I try to reach him, I
2: tried to reach him multiple times. After his email, I, I contacted, I, I asked. I, I called him. Left a message, and the next day I received a call, I believe it was the next day, from a public relations specialist wanting to work with me because Mr. Kiefer couldn't be available to answer questions in regard to his exciting new business opportunity, which was divesting Travis Renner from the business. Now, this is all interesting. Suddenly, I call, I reach out to a phone number that he provided, and I'm being contacted by a public relations specialist, but it gets weirder. So... Five, five days before the story ran, I sent Mr. Kiefer a list of, well, first of all, I asked the, this public relations specialist a series of very pointed questions. Right. I am, I try to be in my reporting completely transparent about what I'm doing. Yeah. I don't, I'm not ambushing people. This is question and answer. You can choose to answer. You can ignore me. You can lie to me. Whatever you're going to do, you're going to know what I'm writing about. Yep. So I told this public PR specialist here's what the story is addressing here are the, th- the key questions I, I think I listed four and they were along the lines of what Miss Reynolds had alleged did he discuss the the Preston Lord killing with his with Brenner? did they take steps to try and um, hide the kid from police did they try to blame the killing on another kid so sh- they responded by saying they couldn't respond to me anymore. Oh, but it gets better. Hmm. So five days before, the, I like that it gets better. Five days before the story ran, I sent Mr. Kiff for a list of twenty-six questions, line by line, asking him along the what I just described. Sure, but twenty-six. I mean, this was a deep list of questions. I mean, nobody would want to get this list, but I wanted to make sure that he knew where this thing was going and had an opportunity. I said right in the end, I want to give you an opportunity to address this. I'm sure you can provide mitigating information. I even asked about his lawsuit then against Miss Reynolds.
1: I got a reply. From him or from the PR agency? It was from him. Okay. Okay.
2: (laughs) He essentially said thank you for your questions (laughs) he said you're an exceptional reporter and i and and i appreciate you bringing this to my attention Hmm. and but he couldn't answer them he wouldn't answer them which makes his statement yesterday on social media, his posts on social media yesterday, even more interesting, because now he's saying he denies any involvement.
0: Yes, and- I want to get into that, Robert. Robert is telling the story for us here, Joe. We don't have to do anything. I love this. This is why your writing is so good. Robert Englund with the uh, Arizona Republic. As we talk about this whistleblower story, and we find out that it sounds like there's conspiracy to cover up some involvement of at least one person who may have been involved. That, that I, the
1: people trying to cover that vague it up enough that we're not going to get sued
0: for uh, defamation sure. or anything. Okay, and that it. the people trying to cover it up essentially blew the whistle on themselves. All right. One thing that we did hear the whistleblower mention in Robert's article, too, and I want to ask Robert about this and get to more of what he just said about the social media posts yesterday, which have been subsequently taken down between the time I looked at them in the morning and the time that Pablo went to try to pull the audio on him later, is that um, some of the youth violence, uh, Reynolds said, was part of an, an initiation. I got to find out about what the initiation was all about. That's next. We'll check on headlines first. Chris and Joe show KTA news.
1: Chris and Joe, afternoons 2 to 4 on KTAR News 92.3 and the KTAR News app.
0: Robert Englund joins us in studio. Robert and his partner, Elena Santa Cruz, who is not in studio today, she's on assignment, uh, have been following the Gilbert Goons case. And, Joe, we discussed yesterday the story that they had in the um, Arizona Republic, and we saw it on Easy Central, Uh, and it was about this whistleblower in the East Valley, Ashley Reynolds, who worked for a couple of guys, Adam Kiefer and Travis Renner. Uh, Renner's son is one who allegedly had something to do with Preston Lord's a beating.
1: One of his sons under the age of 18. Correct. Juvenile
0: sons. And again, all of this is alleged, but I can tell you what is not. And that is that Renner's house was raided on November 6th, if I have my dates uh, correct. correct, Robert. Yeah. Uh, and they, they took out a bunch of, uh, we assume, evidence. Uh, there were arrests made of the older son for drug charges. He was also involved in some other goon attacks. Uh, and that uh, uh, Travis uh, Renner himself, the, the business owner, was uh, arrested for drug charges uh, to go with that. Now, the business partner, Kiefer then sends an email to uh, our guest, Robert, saying, hey, our executive assistant has been embezzling money from us, tens of thousands of dollars. You should look into this. You should look into her. Now, had, had it not been for the fact that he sent Robert an email, Robert maybe never even would have known that Ashley Reynolds needed to be talked to. Come to find out, good thing he did. So Reynolds says these guys have been covering up the son's involvement from the beginning. And then he double-checked, Robert did, checked with the Queen Creek Police, and they said, we mm, don't see anything in here that contradicts anything that we found. So it sounds like she's telling a, a bit of truth here. Uh, looking for more information, Robert re- reaches out to this guy, Adam Kiefer. And here's what you wrote in your story. I'm going to quote it back to you. Uh, It says, on February 23rd, email to the Republic, Kiefer said he has no connection to the allegations involving the Renner family, but the ongoing legal situation prevented him from providing details. I'm confused, Robert. Maybe you can help me. He has no connection to any allegations, but because of the situation, can't provide details. So if you have no connection, what details would you have to provide? It's like, hey, Joe you have any connection to Taylor Swift and Joe's like no. no okay but can you share details of that non-relationship <laughs> like, no of course not it did I miss something no I think you've summed it up fairly oh, that, well eh, eh, want to make sure
2: but <laughs> we but again we kept following up with the guy and and eventually sent him these 26 questions that were at any point he could have said no 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 this isn't true yeah that's not what happened and okay. now he says he was shocked by the, the allegations in the story, shocked and disappointed. And I hate disappointing people. I know you do. Yeah. <laughs> but, but it's 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 kind of
0: preposterous to believe he was shocked because we told him what was going to be in the story. And you gave him a warning before that, too. You reached out to the PR agency that had suddenly injected themselves in the middle of it. Over and over. Okay, so, um, Robert, one of the things that Ashley Reynolds said was that this... The, the the beating may have been tied to some sort of initiation. Can you elaborate on that? Because this is one of the questions that we have looming over this entire story: initiation into what? We
2: that is her her claim, and she. She doesn't have a lot of detail there, and I want to be upfront about that, okay. but she says that her, based on the conversations that Kiffer and Renner were having, they described uh, the beating as part of an initiation. Police will not talk about this this level of detail. They will not confirm or deny that part. That's a, a piece of information the police chief said he can't talk about. But what she described was that Renner's 17-year-old son wanted to be part of a beating which, by the way, have been carried out by the Gilbert Goons all over the valley for or Southeast Valley uh, for many months. And, and one of these gang attacks. And, and that's what may have happened in this case. That Lord was, we still don't know, she doesn't know and won't say um, whether, why he was the target. But that Renner wanted to be involved in some kind of initiation. And that would be to the, you know, this gang, the Gilbert goons.
1: Have you heard or learned anything from others that you can share in terms of why Preston Lord could have been targeted or what the heck could have been going on there? Because, I mean, it's pretty easy to draw some through lines. Obviously, we know there is this underage gentleman here who is uh, Travis Renner's son, who we have this whole, you know, cover-up going on. But then we've talked about one of his older sons, who we know who was tied to the goons. So yeah, it's easy to say, you know, hey, he wanted to hang out with his brother and be a part of this. Like, have you heard anything from anybody that you can say, I'm confident that several people have went on the record and said, this is what was going on? The answer is no. And I won't
2: speculate about it, but she absolutely says in, in that she
0: overheard these
2: conversations and participated in conversations about it being an initiation.
0: I want to follow up on that. We're, we're tight on time here, Robert. And so we're going to check on headlines in a moment. But um, the word initiation to me, I'm not a lawyer, but it feels like that may be one of the criteria that the county attorney is looking at in this entire investigation and everything that seems to be looming overhead. Is this part of something broader? We'll continue that in just a few moments as we wrap up our conversation with Robert England. That is next. We'll talk about the arrests as well. Like, Is the county attorney waiting for some of that information? Still not very many arrests. What's missing? That's next. Chris and Joe Show, KTAR News.
1: Chris and Joe. Afternoons 2 to 4 on KTAR News 92.3. And the KTAR News app. The
0: Chris and Joe Show. Alright, I'm Chris Merrill, he's Joe Hazinga. We'll talk about breaking in in Snottsdale, that is ahead. We're talking with Robert Englund now. Robert is one of the reporters at the Arizona Republic that has been following and has really broken the story and led the conversation about team violence, specifically in the East Valley but around the Gilbert Goons. Uh, we had uh, a whistleblower come forward who uh, says that her boss, one of her bosses, uh, Travis Renner, and his partner her other boss, uh, Adam Kiefer asked her to help in covering up Um, Renner's son's involvement in Preston Lord's uh, murder. So the Queen Creek police said that they wrapped up their investigation, uh, Robert, uh, into the the Preston Lord's murder. And again, if my dates are correct, and I believe they are, uh, December 28th is when they said they wrapped that up.
2: Well, they they would take exception with the word wrapped up. They're still investigating, but they referred seven people for criminal charges, a mixture of adults and juvenile.
0: Fair. All right. So we are officially now, today's 28th, right? We are two months Mm
1: -hmm. later
0: from that initial initial referral. Handing off
1: the charges, yep.
0: So that means that the county attorney's office spent more time reviewing the investigation than they did initially before they made referrals because they they felt that there was probable cause. And, And unlike Gilbert, they referred to the county attorney before they made the arrest, which is creating some confusion on our part anyway, as far as the county attorney saying they're in constant communication with the police departments. So how are we supposed to, as the public, Exercise some patience in this regard you're you're discovering things now four months later that obviously they've known for a while Because you went to them and they said yeah, that corroborates what we know Should we as is the people start to feel frustrated that there haven't been more arrests made. This has got to be I mean, I'm frustrated from the outside looking at okay. it You have to separate the
2: Gilbert Gooman tax from the Queen Creek homicide investigation I have been, I have reported on homicides. I was gonna say I've been involved in them, but I haven't. Good. (laughs) I don't don't do homicide as a hobby, but I have reported on homicides in my career that have taken years, sometimes decades. And and the police continue to investigate, they continue to come at them. So for, for a homicide investigation to still be underway four months after the killing, I don't think that's at all unusual. Okay. That's my opinion, my assessment based on my, my professional work. And um, frankly, I think f- two months, um, four months still being reviewed is not not a long time at all. I'm, And especially in this case where you have allegedly multiple attackers, a, a party where hundreds of kids were congregating when the, the attack happened, um, a frenetic chaotic moving event Um, it does not surprise me at all that police are having to wade through all of that material whatever it is they've gotten from that the witnesses the phone seizures the search warrants Not only that, but then they have to, and and the police chief talked about this, the conflation with all the social media and all the rumors coming up that drive tips that they then have to look at. I I imagine they've had thousands of tips.
1: Chris and I are talking with uh, Robert Englund, the investigative reporter, one of the uh, people who are covering the uh, Gilbert Goons and what's going on out in the East Valley. He's from the Arizona Republican. Robert, I'm with you on all of that, that, the, the, the police need to take their time. Sometimes this does take years. But Chris brought up a great point yesterday of does the presence of a now whistleblower change any of that? You've now got somebody coming public who has said, hey, here's what was going on. You, you reported on what this lady allegedly said and the police corroborated. So if you're the Maricopa County attorney, do you sit there and go, wow, what we're going to you know charge or indict or bring people in on? it's already being put out there do we need to get in front of what's what's gone on i i have no specific knowledge of that but i imagine that would be part of
2: the the conversation over at the Mar- maricopa county attorney's office and whether or not her 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 allegations changed the landscape at all if what queen creek police said Whole, you know, that they corroborated what she said. Mm-hmm. That means that, and the chief said it, that they already had this particular information, or or what she brought to the table was was something they could already verify. We don't know specifically in the in the level of detail what that is, okay. but in broad strokes, you know, they're saying her version of events does not contradict them. I would say that the 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 broad, you know, the, the umbrella of that is. She worked. She says um, there was a cover up. They took the the boy out of town. They wanted to prevent people from seeing an injury of, of, on his hand that he sustained in, in an accident, and that they tried to pin this on another another teenager. Those would be the broad strokes. Okay. But when I asked the specific details, they wouldn't. They can't see. give those to you. Correct,
0: Robert. The last thing we talked about the initiation. We talked about the Maricopa County Attorney's Office. Maybe what's taking them so long. Is an initiation an indicator that they're looking into a potential uh, criminal street gang? We know that they've talked to us about trying to identify whether it's a street gang. Is, it, is there a possibility, in your experienced opinion, that they're trying to determine, does this qualify as a street gang, and then be able to press forward with charges that are street gang related versus more than just the
1: seven that that were referred they could potentially go after everybody who is connected to the gilbert
0: coons if it's a street gang and not necessarily just the press and lord murder but the other stuff as Mm -hmm. well right and
2: that's the yeah the
0: the separation between those two cases right correct and and
2: just the i mean Queen Creek has done what it's done for the homicide, but there is a, we've had another conversation about what Gilbert police haven't done in regard to these attacks right. for, for more than a year uh, un, until we started putting those pieces together. The The question of a criminal street gang is at the county attorney level. Rachel Mitchell, the county attorney, has said that that's going to be um, addressed when they make the charges, so we can assume that that's on the table over there being
0: discussed. All right. I just feel like when uh, when when Reynolds, the whistleblower, says that this was part of an initiation, boy, that sets off a that also sets off an alarm bell in my mind. Well, like, initiating for what? I mean, you get initiated for a street gang,
2: right? But what I, I and that's I guess one of the overarching questions of this whole thing: is it a street gang? Was there a monetary component? I mean, the, the typical things that go into gangs: the territory, drugs, money, yeah. power. Those don't seem to be a factor in the cases we've examined. It's more of we had fun, we had a gang, we got together, we beat the crap out of people, and that's our gang.
0: Yeah, interesting. So how does that translate from a legal standpoint as far as organized crime or not? Yeah, you'd have to get a lawyer to answer that one. Well, this is why I turn to the reporters, because they're doing a heck of a job. Robert England uh, and his partner, Elena Santa Cruz, again, who couldn't be with us. We'll get, we'll get her in here the next time keep up the good work. You guys are doing amazing work on this. Thanks for your interest. Oh, it's not dying, my friend. It's it's here for a long time. All right, the denizens of one of the wealthiest neighborhoods in the valley facing a rash of break-ins at an odd time of day. You'll find out why this rash of crimes is different than others. Next on the Chris and Joe Show, KTAR News.